to the Simply Healthy You podcast, your place for overcoming overwhelm with your health to reach your fullest potential. I'm your host, Casey Kane, and I am so pumped to have you here. I'm a recovering burnt out high achiever who was diagnosed with an autoimmune thyroid condition by my early 30s. I didn't realize that running myself ragged in the name of being superwoman and determined to achieve all the things in life was killing my body. I created this podcast so that you don't have to continue the struggle like I did for over a decade. I sat down, studied the data, and simplified what it means to prioritize your own health needs so that you can be the best for all the things on your to-do list. Everything you hear on this podcast, I have tested and implemented in my own super-packed life with my family to bring you the tips, tools, and strategies that will keep your life simply healthy. another episode of the Simply Healthy You podcast. I'm so grateful to be infiltrating your brain with today's topic. When I first started working with clients one-on-one, I didn't always start with mindset work. I assumed that if they were ready to tackle their health at such a high level, they must be up for the mental challenge as well. But That was one of my biggest mistakes starting out because we all need to get our mind in check. We need to prioritize our goals and our values, and we need to know where in the world we're starting from before we dive into any new journey. I mean, anything new that you're planning to do in your life, you really should take the time to reflect and get your mind in check. So why would our health be any different, right? (laughs) You might have heard the term mindset before. It's kind of a buzzword these days and wondered what that actually means or thought to yourself like, well, my head is in the right place. Like I obviously want to be healthy. I want to be achieving health goals. So like, yeah, Casey, my mind's in the right place. But coming from my background in psychology, you know, mindset wasn't necessarily the way that it was termed, uh, but it makes a lot of sense to me now why it is something that we are putting so much more focus on because it is really important. Where I see my clients struggle the most is not that they aren't clear on their health goals. They know what it is that they want to achieve. It's that their health goals and the other goals and values that they have in their life are not aligned because We all have a shit ton of stuff going on in our life at any given time. We don't just get to hit pause on other things when we need to reprioritize or put something else more important to us at that moment ahead of other things. Like we are constantly having to juggle. And I think it all goes back to balance as well. I think balance is something that's overrated. Um, We can't really achieve balance. You always are going to be giving more of yourself to certain things over other things. So to me, balance is really figuring out your shift of priorities and where you want your energy to be. Not that everything will be equal because when life happens, which it will, it is so so much more difficult to execute the habits we are trying to create when we are not in alignment, when we are not making sure that the goals and values that we feel are most important right now are actually the things that are most important right now. And I'll talk a little bit more about what I mean by that. The second thing that I see often with my clients is that we don't feel confident in executing health changes because of a a variety of different things, brainwashing from the diet industry and diet culture, things that we have just grown up seeing and understanding about health and nutrition and food that have taught us that this is the way it is. And, you know, there's 
there's no other way around it. Um, there's a lot of things and that destroys our confidence with trying anything different than what we're used to. And so that's a huge part of it because it can be really important to you. But if you're not confident that you can actually accomplish the thing, well, that's, that's going to be pretty difficult to accomplish. That's when we end up in that mentality mode where we almost feel powerless and that we have a lack of control over the things that we want to change. And this comes up in any aspect of our life, but particularly with health, because we feel like we are not an expert at health. And in many cases, like we just don't know, we only know what we've been taught. And sometimes that's not correct. And then, you know, you think, well, I'm just in a lemon of a body. I'm just never going to be able to shed this weight or get rid of these headaches or fix hormones or, you know, especially as we're aging and facing different things that are common for women to be going through, but not necessarily normal. You know, it's hard to combat that when everyone around you is saying how these are just things that you have to deal with. Remember this. Things don't happen to us, they happen for us. I know it's very cliche, but when you think about it that way, it's up to us to learn and take that information with us to move forward. I am a very data-driven person, you know this, and so I'm always looking at every situation to say, what do I need to learn from this to take with me moving forward so that I can be better informed the next time or to change the outcome that I'm going for here or to hit my goal. So why is it so hard for us to execute on health goals? I want you to take a moment right now to think of something that you've struggled with when it comes to your health goals. No matter what they've been at any point in your life, at some point, you've definitely struggled with something related to your health. Now I want you to take that And let's think about it another way. When we have a goal of buying a house, we don't just wake up one day and say, I'm going out to buy a house and, you know, go to the first one with a sign and and purchase it, right? We have a lot of planning and preparation that go into it. You have to save money for a down payment. You have to find a bank or a mortgage company with good rates. You have to pre-qualify for a loan, which involves having a job and figuring out how much you can afford. You're going to research where you want to live. You're going to go look at multiple properties and you'd probably hire a real estate agent, a mortgage broker, and a lawyer to help make sure the process goes smoothly because they're the experts in buying a house, right? The same goes for health behavior changes. And yet we expect ourselves to wake up one day, declare we're going to eat more vegetables or lose weight or get more sleep or exercise more, eat less sugar, and we barely give ourselves a plan to execute or understand the science behind making those changes, or investing in help to make those behavior changes from experts in the industry. The amazing part, though, of all of this, and I'm about to get a little psychological on you here, is that difficulties related to problems are rooted in how problems are perceived, rather than the actual trouble caused by the problems. Think about that for a minute. Difficulties related to problems are rooted in how problems are perceived rather than the actual trouble caused by the problems. So how many times have you flipped out about something like a million, right? And only later after being more calm, looked back and said, wow, (laughs) my bad. That wasn't nearly as bad as I made it out to be, right? It happens. It happens to every single one of us. Cognitions are what 
and how a person thinks and perceives based on life experiences. Make sense? And because they're learned, it means we can unlearn and relearn. So your frame of reference is based on your life and your experiences and and how you perceive things is where you frame it from. That's called cognitive restructuring if you want to get really psychological there. I find it very empowering to know that and recognize that we learned these things in our lives and we have the ability to unlearn and relearn at any point. It gets a lot harder as an adult now, doesn't it? You're sitting here right now and maybe you thought about that health goal. Maybe you thought about that struggle that you've been having. And it's really hard because we have a lot more ego (laughs) as an adult saying that we should just know how to do these things, that these things should be easier And we have a harder time admitting fault. We have a harder time admitting that we don't really know what we're doing when it comes to certain things. And that could be health, for instance, and that we probably need to suck it up and get help or do more research or figure out a better way or hire someone. It's hard as an adult. We've got too much pride as adults. Kids, not not so much. They just want to learn the thing and they want to be able to do it right right? I I look at my daughter learning how to ride a bicycle and and things like that. And she's not really, she's not afraid to fall. She's not afraid to to fail and she's going to get back up again. And she just wants to know how to do it right. She just wants you to explain. And, And so she looks to us as her parents to say, okay, here's how you do it. Here's how you pedal. And she's not, you know, we're not crushing her ego by explaining to her how you ride a bicycle. It's the same thing, right? If we can change the destructive thinking patterns and implement new positive strategies and coping mechanisms, we can effectively change lifestyle behaviors. It's just all about having a full box of tools and strategies to implement at any given time. We are often in new situations and taking on these new endeavors, health-related or otherwise, with maybe only one or two things in our toolbox. And so that's where a lot of the roadblocks come up is we don't have other strategies in order to problem solve in these situations. This is something I go much further into in Simply Healthy Academy, my group coaching program, because it is such a critical part to starting this next step of your health journey. And it's also why I really pride myself on being a holistic nutritionist with a master's in psychology. It's not a combo that you're going to find often, but it is so useful because so much of the issues that we have with our health and nutrition is, you know, related to what we've been conditioned to believe and and have been taught by the diet industry. It's so important to understand how we make lasting behavior changes that won't get interrupted no matter how many curveballs life throws at us. And that's that's not easy to do. That's that's a hard process. There's a really great exercise that I do with my clients that helps them start to see where you might be out of alignment with your values and goals. It goes a little bit something like this. The first thing we do is we write down their health behavior changes. So for example, just write down two for yourself that you have been considering. Things, health goals that you've had, maybe you've tried in the past and still have yet to achieve them. Write those things down. Then on a scale of zero to 10, 10 being the highest, rate the importance of those health behavior changes to you right now. Like how important are these things to you in relation to other things? Now on the same scale, I want you to rate your confidence in making those health behavior changes. Now, when you do this, I want you to start thinking about why these numbers don't match. (laughs) 
because I'm willing to bet that they don't, or you'd be achieving them already. They wouldn't still be health behavior changes that you would have as a goal right now, right? If, if you were confident that you could execute on them and you knew what you needed to do, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. <laughs> so I want you to journal a little bit about why those numbers are different. Why, if this is something that's really important to you right now, your confidence is lower than where you would want it to be. We want you to, you might not have all the information. And so that would affect your confidence, obviously, but it still should be, you know, pretty up there. Like, no, I'm confident that I can achieve this. I know what I need to do. Maybe it is needing to hire somebody. Maybe it is needing to go do additional research. Like, you know what you need to do there. You just haven't done it yet. Um, so your confidence should be up there, but like, obviously you're not achieving the thing. So I expect your confidence to not be a 10, but journal about it because there are a lot of things that can be subconsciously happening and we don't even realize it when it comes to not matching. Like maybe we didn't realize how low our confidence was when you actually sit and think about it externally like that and just say, okay, what's my confidence on achieving this? And then you come up with a four and you're like, wow, I I really don't know what I need to do to achieve this. I don't even know if I need to do more research. I don't know if I should hire someone for this. So journaling can really help to understand why those numbers are different. And it's important to understand what the roadblocks actually are. If confidence is a huge part of it, and that helps you sort of unfold and unravel where the roadblocks actually are, now you can get somewhere. Now you can do something about those roadblocks. Like I said, maybe it's hiring someone, maybe it's doing some more research, maybe it's a financial roadblock right? Maybe you can start to analyze why I don't feel like I have enough money to attack this goal right now that I'm trying to hit. And so then you can start working on it. Then you've actually identified the specific roadblock that goes with it. Then from there, this exercise goes a lot further. Um, We compare it to other things we value and prioritize in our life. And we take it much deeper to understand where the disconnect is between what we're perceiving as roadblocks, like I was just mentioning to hitting those health goals and what's actually causing the issues. Again, like if you are a parent and you have these different health goals, well, when you look at other priorities and values in your life, like being a parent is going to be one of those things that's a high priority, right? Especially if you have young children, um, taking care of your children is going to be a high priority on your list. And it really can't move. (laughs) You really can't shift and be like, nah, I'm not going to take care of my two-year-old today because I'm going to go hit my health goals, right? And so it's important that we put it all into context. And that's what we do in in the second part of this exercise is we put it all into context to see like, okay, well, taking care of your kids is going to be high on your priority list as well. And so when we recognize that, how can we make it more accessible to still hit these health behavior changes, work on these health behavior changes with knowing that this is a high priority. You may have a career right now that is a very high priority for you. And so that may be high up on the list, but being able to put them all together So that you're not just creating these health goals in isolation, because that's often what we do. We often just say, okay, I'm going to do this. And we don't consider all the other things going on in our life or vice versa. We think too much about all the other things that we have going on and think that we just have to push our health goals to the side. Like they can't possibly happen. We can't possibly start working on them. And it doesn't have to be this that way. So that's why this is one of the first exercises I go through with all of my clients and really dive deep into making sure that those things are in alignment so that we've got an idea of where we're starting from and we can attack it with the right perspective. Because even in my group coaching program, it's individual with each person. Each person is at a completely different pace. And that's also why I keep the groups fairly small so that 
I can help each one tailor it for their specific life and what their specific priorities are at that time. I want to finish by saying that I say all of this without judgment. I've been where you are right now thinking I was doing everything right and checking all the boxes or getting my priorities where they needed to be and still feeling like I was running around on a hamster wheel. So I mean, I I get it. I totally get it. The best thing that you can do on your health journey is to actually assess where you're starting from in as much of an unbiased way as you can. Again, that's why I love this exercise, because we really just take a step back, write it all down, and get brutally honest with ourselves. And we we don't do that for ourselves when we're sitting in our homes. <laughs> suffering and figuring out how to prioritize all these things. We're not in our head like, okay, let's take this as a reflective moment here. Like that doesn't happen, right? We need outside people to help us with these kinds of things because you can't know where you're going until you know where you're starting from. And we're not often forcing reflection on ourselves. So many times with my clients, I've seen that where they think they are and where they actually are, are completely different. And that's okay. I mean, we all have those points in life where we are just not on the same page with ourselves, let alone other people. And we need that external assessment. We need to take that step back to help us see things from a different perspective because we're so deep in our own heads most of the time. So I hope this episode helps you with just taking a moment of reflection to see like, where am I out of alignment? Um, especially when it comes to my health, like you're here with the listening to this podcast, because obviously you're interested in health <laughs> related topics. And so, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of readjusting and figuring out where, again, where we're actually starting from. So I hope you found this episode helpful. Thanks as always for listening. And I'm grateful to have you here. Thank you so much for listening to the Simply Healthy You podcast. If these episodes are resonating with you, go ahead and click that subscribe button and leave a review with all the great nuggets that you're taking away from today's episode. I promise you, I read every single one of them as your feedback is really valuable to me in creating future episodes. As your host, I look forward to having you join me for the next episode. But in the meantime, remember, keep it simple and eat more plants. (music) 